All right, I got a few questions. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, All right. Should well, I step out of the room? Excited. You guys are like the yin and the yang of sports talk. <laughs> you know I'm a basketball guy. I love basketball season. Everything Why? is amazing. I'm on the owner's radar. It's never good. Not fun. I'm a little surprised you agreed to do this knowing that Paulie's part of the show. He's bound to do something every show that just makes no sense at all. <laughs> Buddy, open look at a three. Got it. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Polly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. No Polly Sebelia today. He's on his way down to Brooklyn for the ACC tournament. Stephen Fonte, Mario Sacco with you for the first couple of hours here on Orange Nation. We've got a jam-packed show to get to. Uh, we're going to talk some lacrosse coming up at 1215. Dean Zilkowski, Syracuse lacrosse writer for Syracuse.com. He'll join us at 12.15. Coming up at 12.45, Colgate head coach Matt Langle will be on the show as we preview the Patriot League final. Raiders trying to get back to the NCAA tournament. Oswego State head coach Jason Leone will join us at 1.15. He's got the Lakers in the Division Three Sweet 16. Duke play-by-play man David Shoemate will join us at 1.30 as we preview the ACC tournament. And then coming up at 2 o'clock, our good friend Stephen Bailey from 24-7 Sports will be on with us to talk about the start of spring practice. Plus, we'll mix in your phone calls at any time, 315-437-7644. How are you today, Mario? I'm doing good now that Jordan has my mic up. We're doing, we're doing good. Uh, we'll certainly dive into, you know, we mentioned Paulie's on his way down to Brooklyn. I know you're heading down to Brooklyn uh, right after radio today uh, to get ready for the Syracuse Florida State game. We'll, we'll get into that. Did you see the big news, though, that, that literally just broke within the last few minutes? <laughs> they got the TV Aaron on right Rogers, now. Yeah. Aaron Not- Rodgers going back to Green Bay. You know, they say, uh, you know, time heals all wounds. Uh, apparently money has something to say about that as well. We, we thought that relationship was... <laughs> fractured beyond repair uh they throw uh, the report is four years 200 million dollars at him and uh all of a sudden everything's great and he's going back to green bay yeah i've seen 153 million dollars guaranteed what's that have to say about jordan love you know, I know right i'm jordan love i'm he's, not too happy he's right now searching for a new team if i was jordan love at this point in time uh yeah up to 153 million that 200 million mark i've seen pat mcafee who obviously has him on his show uh, every week. I've seen him, you know, say that that report is not true. But even if it's, you know, $125 million guaranteed, that's, you know, a ridiculous deal to stay in Green Bay and going to be a Green Bay Packer for, looks like, the rest of his career. For the rest of his career, yeah. Um, as our good friend Darius Joshua pointed out, uh, he would be 42 when that uh, when that contract was up. Again, if those terms are correct. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, the Packers go back to being the favorites yeah, yeah, out I mean, of the it, NFC. And next order of business, uh, you would have to believe, is to get De- Devontae Adams back into the mix. They're talking about, you know, slapping the franchise tag on him. Uh, and all of a sudden, the uh, the NFC's got a front runner. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to have to have the franchise tag put on him. Cap space, what's Green Bay going to have left? Know, so right? they, they slap the franchise tag on him and even, you know, one year, and you try and get back to the Super Bowl uh, with the team that they had, you know, oh, so close, had a great regular season and, and couldn't come through in the playoffs against San Francisco. But, you know, this it's going to be the same old story. He's going to get there. They're going to have a great regular season. Can Aaron Rodgers produce in the playoffs? And, and, you know, he hasn't been able to do that lately. I'm surprised. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm not at all because everyone throughout, you know, Denver and – in Green Bay and and 
how how would it work if he went to Denver and even people in Pittsburgh thought he was coming there. You know, I never thought he was coming there. He's got a good relationship with Tomlin, but you know that was an afterthought that that he would end up there. Uh, I I think it was it was Green Bay or Denver, and ultimately he wanted to end his career. And when someone throws you that m- amount of money, Steve, well, see, that's you know, just it. What, you like, say he wanted to end his yeah. career. I don't think it, that's I, I don't know. Again, we're we're not inside. Do you the, think he would have been know, playing the, one season like Peyton Manning did it at Denver? You know, I know Manning played more than one. Well, season. they signed him for four years. I mean, he could have gone to Denver for for several years. Who knows? Um, the way that I see this, though, is that there was a relationship that was fractured. He did not want to be there. He made it known that he didn't want to be there. So he either one of two things happened: either it was a, nego- a negotiating ploy all along, or he really, really wasn't happy. And then the Packers threw a boatload of money at him and said, how about now? Can, can 200 million make you happy? And he was like, uh, okay, I'll suck it up for 200 million. Yeah. Um, so I, his- I am surprised because I didn't think that, you know, he doesn't need the money, right? I mean, no. he's, he's, uh, he's a gazillionaire. He doesn't need the money. Um, could he play for that franchise moving forward? I think that was the question. Um, I didn't see it happening. I thought he was going elsewhere. And again, I mean, you know, the team held some of the cards in this as well because his contract wasn't up. They would have had to, you know, work a trade and he had yeah. a, a year left on his contract. So I get that it wasn't totally his decision. It wasn't like he was an unrestricted free agent and go, could go anywhere he wanted to. Um, but I'm surprised that that he's going back to Green Bay. I guess when I hear the dollar amount, I'm I'm less surprised. <laughs> but I, I was caught off guard by this today. I did not think he was going to end back up there. Bills fans just have to be smiling right now. <laughs> you know, locking up Josh Allen for for the price tag that Josh Allen was locked up at, and, and these numbers being thrown around for Rodgers. Like, I, yeah, if you're a Bills fan, you got to be happy with you know getting. Josh Allen, I guess, on the cheap, if that's cheap of what Allen signed for. Well, I'm, you know, as a Bills fan, I'm glad that Aaron Rodgers isn't coming to the AFC. I mean, there's already, a, a, you know, enough really good quarterbacks in the AFC to contend with. We didn't need another one. So, um, you just, know, but again, this makes the Packers uh, certainly the favorites in the NFC and, and once again, uh, a Super Bowl favorite. Um, all right. We can certainly circle back to that if you'd like. And again, phone lines are open at 315-437-7644. But uh, you know, around here, the big story is it's still Syracuse basketball. They're 15 and 16, Mario, but it's still the big story around here. I know you're heading down to Brooklyn. Uh, what's what's your confidence level that uh, you're going to have a multiple night stay in uh, in Brooklyn? Uh, my confidence is at about 50 50. Uh, they've lost, uh, you know, they lost at home to Florida State 76 71. We all saw how that game ended uh, against Florida State. We saw what happened over the weekend against Miami. What makes me a little more, you know, that SU might be able to pull this out is Florida State's very streaky. They don't shoot the ball overly great from behind the arc. Yes, they have won three straight games, one of them being a, a buzzer beater heave by Cleveland at the buzzer against Virginia um, three games ago. Uh, so I think they match up pretty well against Florida State. Um, what Makes me feel a little bit better is I do believe Samir Torrance will be back in the lineup. He told me on Saturday, talking to him before the game, I said, Samir, are you going to be able to play Wednesday? And he looked at me and said, yeah, I'm going to be able to play on Wednesday. So I know he was back practicing today. And, you know, all signs are pointing to him being able to play on Wednesday uh, against Florida State. You know, you mentioned that they're a streaky uh, outside shooting team. Florida State is. You're exactly right. And you, you look at the two games that, Syracuse played against him this year in the first meeting Florida State was four for 30 
from three-point range, one for 13 in the first half. They shot 8% from three-point range in the first half, four for 30, good for 13%. That was the first game. Then the second game in Syracuse, (laughs) they shoot 12 for 20. Um, So they are, I mean, and and that's kind of a microcosm of their season. We know that their, their biggest issue has been injuries, but if there's any team that can deal with injuries, it's this one. They they play a ton of guys. We know that. That's Leonard, Leonard Hamilton's MO is that he plays a lot of guys and he plays them a lot. Um, their last game, they had nine guys play 15 or more minutes. That's what they do. And they, and they are starting to get healthy. They don't have everybody back, but they are starting to get healthier. Um, they don't have so that guy, if, though. If that, play, yeah. If you were going to play Florida State, I think the time to play him was about a month ago. Um, but what? now, you know, they're, they're, they're starting to find a little bit of momentum. They've won three in a row, as you pointed out. And, um, You know, they're playing obviously better basketball right now than Syracuse is. I mean, a month ago, they had lost eight of nine basketball games before this three game winning streak to end the year. And and yes, health was a big factor. And we see that on the flip side for Syracuse. SU comes into the ACC tournament. They've lost four straight games. All to your top four teams in the ACC. Um, But it's a team that it's not, they're not going to bruise you down low like we've seen teams in this four game losing streak due to Syracuse. If it be Duke, if it be North Carolina, um, you know, even Miami found success by putting uh, the guy in the middle. His name's not coming to me. I apologize right now. Uh, Cam Augusti. Cam Augusti. It, it was yeah. you know hitting free throw jumpers after free throw jumper uh, against SU in that basketball game in the second half. Um, I don't see Florida State doing that. Uh, the Cleveland guy has played pretty well. Six man of the year in the ACC um, for them. He's a guy that that. You know, might cause problems. You know, if Evans and and uh, Caleb Mills can get hot from the outside, that could cause problems against SU as well. Yeah, I mean, Syracuse had a lot of trouble guarding Miami. You know, Jordan Miller was fantastic uh, with 25 and Cam Augusti 19. And, um, it, you know, to your point, this isn't a great shooting team in Florida State, but they're athletic, and yeah. we know that they're going to pressure. I mean, I, I had Alan Griffin on the, the television version. You'd be dumb not to pressure right now, right, you know right. what I mean? That's like, basically what he yeah. said. I said, what do you expect out of Florida State, you know, come Wednesday? And he said, well, based on, you know, how we've looked all year, but especially based on how we, we handled the pressure or, or didn't handle the pressure against Miami, they're going to they're gonna pressure us. And you got to make shots, that, Steve, to be able to do that. And Florida State, at times, yeah. hasn't showed the capability. And that's what hurt Miami, Steve, in the first half against Syracuse on Saturday. Miami couldn't make anything, and, and they couldn't set up a full-court press, couldn't you know, couldn't pressure Syracuse. They started to make shots in the second half and, and started to wear SU down, and we saw what happened. Uh, now, can Florida State do that uh, on Wednesday? We'll find out. Yeah, uh, and you know, we mentioned Florida State shooting numbers in the first matchup. Miami on Saturday against SU, one for 11 in the first half. Less again, less than ten percent. Uh, and Syracuse rebounded the ball fairly well, with the exception of when they really Except needed to on that yeah. missed free throw at the end of the game. Um, so you know, for me, I think it, it, the the biggest concern tomorrow, I think, is is whether or not Syracuse can handle the pressure. They're going to turn the ball over. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they're going to turn the ball over against uh, physical pressure defense. Um, but can they limit those turnovers to some degree? It's kind of like in the beginning of the season when we talked about, well, even if they don't win the rebounding battle, can they keep it respectable? Um, and for the most part, they kept the turnover numbers respectable against Miami. But at the very end, there was the flurry and the you know yeah. the Joe turnover in particular, the Cole turnover in particular, the ones that come to mind, the uh, Cole turnover right by half court where Miami went down and ended up taking the lead. Um, you know, those are the ones you can't have. The live ball turnovers 
are the the ones that end up killing you. And even, you know, I, I know some have said, and this is a good point, you know, missed shots, it, you know, ill-advised shots can, can you yeah, know, we essentially saw become turnovers. A couple of times, um, Buddy taking, you know, a, a tough one, and it, it led to two Miami fast break uh, buckets right. uh, on Saturday. So you got to you got to limit that if you're Syracuse. So I think that that's you know that's probably the biggest concern going into tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I read Mike Waters' piece that he posted today about you know five things you should know about this matchup, and he, he pointed out Cole and we've been talking about Cole Swider for much of the year that when he plays well, it's not a coincidence that this team wins. When he struggles, it's not a coincidence that this team struggles. And he pointed out in his article, and then I, I went back to look at the one game uh, where where he was talking about this. When when Cole scores less than ten points in a game, Syracuse is one and seven this year. The one win was at home against Clemson. Um, but it, again, that does not surprise me at all. When Cole plays well, this team is that much more difficult to defend. When he struggles, they struggle. And so I, I think you know he's going to be a key piece of the puzzle tomorrow. We saw it in North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina is obviously pretty good. You know, they just beat Duke on Saturday. Cole was lights out and and almost single handedly won that game at North Carolina with his thirty six points. So I think they need a big effort out of Cole, and I think they they need to be able to handle the pressure tomorrow. Yeah, Cole has to has to play well and he has to shoot well. To me, the the vocal point is on Joe, and how Joe can handle the pressure uh, against the Florida State team that's going to force him to go ninety feet with a basketball uh, time and time again. Can he handle the pressure? And I, I'm not saying he's got to go off and score you seventeen points a game. Um, but he's he's got to be able to, to set up that offense and get that offense rolling um, and, and get it in the hands of Buddy, get it in the hands of Cole, and, and go from there uh, against Florida State. I think he's going to be a, a big key. And if Samir can give you you know a couple minutes to kind of spell him and, and relieve some of that pressure with his the way he can handle the basketball. All right, we're just getting started here on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. Again, no Pauly Sibilia today. He's on his way to Brooklyn. Stephen Fati, Mario Sacco with you up until 2 o'clock. We're going to switch gears on the other side. We're going to talk some lacrosse with Dean Zolkowski from Syracuse.com. He'll join us next. You're listening to Orange Nation on ESPN Radio. There's a million other people under me that are supposed to do jobs. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. Stephen Fonte, Mario Sacco, back with you here on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We're going to get back into college basketball uh, in the next segment. We've got Matt Langle, head coach of the Colgate Men, set to join us as they, they prepare for the Patriot League final and then uh, Jason Leone coming up at 115. Late add to the show, Mario, but uh, we got to get him on. Uh, you're good, buddy. Sweet 16, Division three run. Yeah, we we've been friends since I, since I you know, beat him. I, but I we're not going to mention that to him, like right? Eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I'm not going to bring it up to him. But yeah, we we grew up together. We uh, we played basketball together from I don't know age of eight until 13 or 14, and then we played against each other in high school. Was his and, jumper um, better than yours? Yes. Yeah, he was a scorer. He was, he, I was the assist man. He was the score. We were, I tell you what, we worked very well together. Um, Batman you know, and Robin together on the floor. No. Yeah, no, it, it'll be great catching up with him. He's having a lot of success. They, they're fun to watch. State, the, uh, three of the last four years, they've been to the NCAA tournament. And they're heading to the Sweet 16 this year. Uh, they play uh, Marietta on Friday. And uh, so we'll get the, we'll get the lowdown from Jason coming up uh, at 115. Uh, we'll get back. 
back into Paul as the show moves along. But since we were just talking lacrosse, let's kind of wrap up that conversation. You've had a chance, Mario, to see both these teams play in person, but the men in particular. Um, are you concerned? I mean, Dean said that there is a path, and I, I get what he's saying, that, you know, you, you you have the games in front of you. It's kind of like with SU basketball, right, when we yeah, said, well, they're, they're finishing up, out yeah. the year with the, the four best teams uh, in the conference. So if they win those games or they go on a little bit of a run, who knows? Uh, and we know what happened. They went in and they lost all four of those games. So I, I know the opportunity is there, Mario, for this team to make a run because they've got a lot of you know quality opponents on the schedule. Realistically, though, based on what you've seen, you, you know, Dean s- said six and eight. That was his prediction. Realistically, do you think this team can get seven and seven and make things interesting, or are they just uh, you know are they just overmatched this year? Realistically, yes. What concerns me is they haven't been able to, against good teams, they haven't been able to stop them, Steve. And, you know, these games are being played in the, you know, you got to score 18 goals to, to win a game when you're playing these top teams. Syracuse can score. They got guy, and we've seen it, you know, Tucker Dornovic has, has had a had a great year. Brendan Curry has had a pretty good year as well. So offensively, I, I think they can score. It's just defensively and you know, with with the new pieces, they've shifted Brett Kennedy around as to you know where he's been playing at, and you know at the faceoff X, um, they haven't been able to, to control the ground balls, and, and that's been a problem. In goal, they've gone back and forth, and I think both of the goalies have played pretty well the games that I've seen, um, seen them in. You know, the other night when they played against Army and they switched and went to Harrison. Uh, I thought he did a great job. It was just Syracuse couldn't clear the ball, uh, which led to the loss and led to Army scoring the last six goals of that game. So it's defensively that I have a big question mark. And with such great offensive teams in the ACC with the Duke, you know, Notre Dame, you know, down the line, North Carolina, um, you're going to have to be able to stop guys. And and SU, I just don't think, can do that this year right now. And not to mention, you you go out of conference, Steve, and you got to play. I mean, you're playing Hopkins this week. And you know you still got Cornell on your schedule, and you know you're going to travel to Stony Brook. So you got you got to uh, you know uh, your schedule top to bottom. There, there's no ah, let's take a rest. That that rest was was Holy Cross week one. Uh, after that, it's you know we're in for it every week. It, it does feel like to me that there you know this year's kind of a free pass, right? And and if if I get the sense anyway, Mario, that if John Desco was still the head coach. The sky would be falling this year, but the Gary Gate took over and there is this sense of optimism and that things are going to get better and that things are going to change and there are brighter days ahead. And it almost feels like this year, um, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because of course it matters and it certainly matters to the seniors. But do you get that same sense that it's that this year is kind of building toward what's what's still to come? Like next year is the big year for Gary Gate and this staff? Yeah, especially with who he, he he's bringing in, but I don't want to say you know a completely lost year. This team still has pieces, Steve, and they have good pieces. It's just a matter of they don't have enough pieces compared to the teams in the ACC that they're going sure. up against. You know, you know, I'm getting at that. You know, yes, any given year, you know, seven and seven, that you know is a very poor year for Syracuse lacrosse. Seven and seven this year, I think, would be a fantastic season. It would be. It would be. Absolutely. Uh, all right. We're up against the clock. We got to take a time out here. We've got Matt Langle, head coach of the Colgate Raiders, set to join us on the other side as they prepare for the Patriot League final. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. 
Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Bonte and Pauly Sebelia. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. No Pauly Sebelia today. He's on his way down to Brooklyn. In fact, you're going to be spared uh, having to hear from Pauly Sebelia for, for several days. No show tomorrow because SU plays at noon. No show Thursday because SU may play at noon, but either way, we're carrying the ACC uh, tournament basketball games here on ESPN Radio. So uh, you won't hear from Pauly again uh, until Friday. So you have a, a nice uh, three-day reprieve. Stuck with me today, Sibelia. though. Stephen Fonsi, Mario Sacco with you here today up until 2 o'clock. What would you say, Mario? Stuck with me today, though. So for three hours today, you're stuck yeah. with me. Well, I, I asked you. I asked you if you wanted, and I, I appreciate you doing the three hours. Uh, so I'm I'm on until 2. It'll be Mario, Eric Columbia with you uh, for the Orange Nation overtime for the third hour today. Great catching up with uh, with Matt Langle in that last segment, Mario, and, and what he has done with that program. Um you know, I can't imagine he's there for much longer, I guess is what I want to say, because yeah. I, it's somebody he, he's in line to, to take a step up. And, I, you know, I know that he's happy there. He loves it in, in Hamilton. He's done a great job at Colgate. And if he stays there, he stays there. But uh, you can uh, you can bet that he's going to have some options here coming up with what he's done with that Raiders program. Yeah, and it seems like I posed that question to you, what, the last three years now, Steve? As, yeah. You know, right. how is seems no one, like a matter of time. Yeah, how is no one yeah. looking at him? And and he talked about success didn't happen right away for, for that program, and, and he's had it over the last five years now, and, you know, five straight Patriot League title games. You know, they've played in a couple of NCAA tournaments right now. They've also experienced heartbreak, and those guys have talked about that, Steve, openly, of, of how that heartbreak, losing to Boston in, in that championship game a, a couple of years ago has, has kind of helped them to say, you know, we know that feeling of what it's like to win. We didn't have that feeling of what it was like to suffer heartbreak, and, and we had it when we lost to Boston and, and didn't get to go to the NCAA tournament. So, you know, this is a very motivated team, and they have a lot of weapons you know, we saw it against Syracuse, the way they can shoot the ball from the outside. Jack Ferguson has absolutely been on fire uh, in this Patriot League tournament um, from behind the arc. And, you know, Tucker Richardson is a great inside-out player, and they got two big guys down low uh, in Keegan Records and Jeff Woodward that they can go down low to, and not to mention a star point guard in Nellie Cummings. And you do wonder if... You know, it's just going to take one win in the NCAA tournament for for others to. I I would have to imagine other programs have already taken notice of Matt Langle. He's put a scare into some people in the NCAA tournament. This might be the year, though, and I, I don't want to assume they're going to win tomorrow. But if they win tomorrow, I, I think there's a good chance they knock somebody off this year. I mean, they depends uh, what matchup they get. You know been, what I mean? Like, yeah, well, like last, I mean, last year, they, about, it's all about matchup. They got yeah, an Arkansas what, they're, team they're, that was very, you know. Could get, yeah, get up they were, and down they the were up by double digits they, in the first half. I, I, they didn't yeah. give anybody trouble, I guess, with the way yeah. they basketball. They didn't give any. You know, it is all about matchups. But th- my point is, is they are a tough matchup for a lot of teams because they can make you know, shots. The fact that they are, yeah, right. They can make shots. They're balanced scoring. They do have an inside threat. They certainly got an outside threat. They've been there before. They're not fearful at all. Um, you know, yes, I. You know. Colgate's going to be the underdog, whoever they play. That but stage isn't going to surprise you, them, though. you know. 
I guarantee you, whichever higher seed they play, that team didn't want to see Colgate, right? <laughs> so, um, and, and, you know, it may just take one win this year, and then all of a sudden the options uh, open up for him and where he could go next. But like I said, I, I would imagine, you know, yeah. other schools have already taken notice of what he's done uh, with that program. I'm interested to see the winner of the Patriots. Like, if they win tomorrow, hope knock on wood, when they win tomorrow, do they get a 14 seed, or is it because, you know, I talked about those losses that they had. They, they've lost to Vermont. They've lost to Monmouth. They've lost to Harvard, you know. Is this a, a, a 15 seed that, that Colgate's probably going to get if, if they would get in? I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I mean, in that case, you're matching up. They, you know. they have the... They they passed the eye test though now and that again that was it seems like ages ago and they've won fourteen in a row and they you know they did beat Syracuse and I know that people kind of roll their eyes at that but Syracuse is a brand name a program fluke, and you, know? you it wasn't a fluke and you look at what they've done in the NCAA tournament the you know the their ability to put a scare into Tennessee their ability to put a scare into Arkansas and I know they didn't win those games but man they made those two SEC schools you know sweat it out. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, does past performance matter? You know, will they get the, the benefit of the doubt? I would love to see them as a 14 because yeah. I do think that gives them obviously a, a fighter's chance. I, I mean, they have a fighter's chance anyway, but it gives them a more realistic chance of pulling that upset. It's really tough to beat a two and not that it's not tough to beat a three, but at least, you know, you, you, you have a better chance of knocking off a three, I think certainly than you do a two. So I'd, I'd love to see them get a 14 uh, should they advance. Uh, speaking of seeds, um, and I, you know, Paulie's on his way to Brooklyn. You're heading to Brooklyn right after radio today. Uh, I think now might be a good time to take a look at this ACC bracket, uh, Mario, and kind of lay out how we think it's all going to play out. Um, so I guess let's let's start with today's games. Uh, let's start with the the twelve uh, thirteen matchup. Pitt BC. I saw BC is a slight favorite in this one. I I actually like Pitt. What about you? I like Pitt as well. Uh, not just because of the way that. They played a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, against Duke, North Carolina. I, I mean, whoever wins, I think is going to lose to Wake Forest anyhow. But I have Pitt in that one. All right, uh, next one after that, uh, Clemson, NC State, four thirty game. I like both these teams have been bad. <laughs> you know I don't what like mean? either like, team. Like, like, that's putting it bluntly. I like NC State because they have Sebron, and maybe he could go off and, and maybe go on a little bit of run, so I'm going to take the 15th seed in NC State. All right, I'll take uh, I'll take Clemson in that one. Uh, Louisville, Georgia Tech. I'll let you go first here. Uh, I'm taking Louisville. All right. Yeah. I think that, you know, they, they've saw, you know, they're playing better basketball since they moved on from Chris Mack, and I know that the results aren't necessarily there. But they've played. They've played better. They they've played hard for Mike Pegues. Um So I, I yeah, I think yeah, they're a better one, team. One, but I'll, uh, I'll take Louisville. I'm gonna go Louisville as well. There. So that bring that brings okay. us to you want to go backwards to so the Syracuse to game or, or sure why not? So right. you have Virginia Louisville. Cavaliers have, have, have limped down the stretch, but uh, I still think they beat Louisville. So I'm gonna go. I do as well. Um, I'll take you know Virginia Tech's got yeah. I'll take Virginia in in that uh, that six eleven matchup. Virginia Tech's got a lot to play for. They're going to come out motivated. I think they you know they beat whoever 
they play in that that ten versus fifteen matchup. I think uh, I think Virginia Tech's moving on, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia Tech beat Notre Dame as well. That, that was my, my my next my next pick in that as well, but we'll get to that in a minute. I got Virginia Tech, and I think Wake still has a lot to play for as well. Uh, Wake Forest easily, whoever wins Boston College Pitt game. Syracuse, I've seen what a a two point underdog against Florida State uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, give me SU. I I don't know what it is. I I they find a way to win. I I don't think that those guys can go out the way what happened on Saturday. I I think that you know lingers with them and, and Buddy and and those guys bounce back. They find a way. I don't know how, but I, I think they advance to play Duke. I do not have a good feeling about tomorrow. Um, so I will say Florida State. I wouldn't be shocked if SU won, but I, I do not have a good feeling about tomorrow. I think either way, whoever wins, I think is getting pounded the next night. Maybe that's just afternoon. me packing my bag for for three nights at least. So, <laughs> yeah, I, it's wishful thinking because I, I, I you want to be clothes away from the office yeah. for a few days. I grabbed all these clothes and I'm like, I could be here for 36 hours. Like, what what am I doing? But you know. Yeah. Um. All right. So for the semis, I'm gonna take. I'll have. I'll have Duke. I'll say Wake. Virginia Tech and Carolina. Okay. So one, five, seven, and a three. Wait, wait, wait. All right. Yeah. I, I obviously definitely have Duke. Um, I'm going to circle back to the Wake Miami one here in a minute. I'm going to go Notre Dame. Virginia Tech does have a lot to play for, but I, I, I'll go Notre Dame there. And I'm going to go Virginia over North Carolina. So Virginia, okay. Notre Dame, and I'm gonna go Wake against Duke. Yeah, and then I've got I'll say Duke Carolina, and then I, I think I think Duke wins it. I think you know the the question of Duke versus the field. I, I think yeah. I think Duke's winning this thing. I'll go. I can't. I'll go Duke Notre Dame. I'll go chalk one two, but I. I'm not sold on any of that bottom of the bracket pick because you know I think teams <laughs> two through two through seven they're all they all have flaws. They're all the same. Yeah, they all they're have, all the same. Yeah. yeah, no, they are. Before we leave this seven, topic, like, fellas, have you seen the odds? Twelve are all the same. Have you yeah. seen odds on Duke to win? Yeah, the it's a, Duke's like minus one thirty-five or something, and then the next next one in line is like Carolina field. plus eight hundred. That's nuts. Yeah. They're favored over the field. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, still, I don't think I, it's I, nuts, I, I couldn't. I, I really. I couldn't. I can't take myself to pick another team, though. You know what I mean? Like after like yeah. watching them, you're, I, I was like, yeah. okay, like this is that was the best team that I saw in person all year was Duke. By a lot. By a lot. I mean, yeah. obviously, you didn't see Auburn because we and, were not in the battle. For and matchups are yeah. matchups. You know, they North. I guess North Carolina, whatever adjustments they made, you know, in the second meeting. Um, Matches up a little bit better, but you see the SU just doesn't match up uh, against that that basketball team. All right, so thrilling. Uh, we both picked Duke. Uh, yeah. Jordan, real quick, because we got to move on. Are you, do you have Duke as well? Yeah, we uh, we did our brackets yesterday, and everybody has Duke. I mean, who'd they have? Who'd Polly have them playing? Uh, I don't listen to him, but right, I had North Carolina. All right. Anish yesterday on Shays and Higgins coming up right after this at three. He said he thinks there's a handful of teams that could win, but. 
He's also calling some of yeah, the games, yeah. so he can't be like, don't watch my games. Well, there, I mean, <laughs> he's not wrong. I mean, I think there there's a handful, handful of teams, teams that can be win. in the championship, but the, I, right. I, as far as winning it, it, it's Duke up here. Well, I mean, we did we did see Duke lose to Miami, you know, right. I mean, we saw Duke lose to Carolina. I mean, it's it's possible, and, and as, as Mario said, two through seven are all kind of the same. So if Duke doesn't win it, two through seven, it's wide open, but... I, I just think Duke's too good. I think Duke's going to uh, win this thing, and I, I think they're going to win easily. Um, all right, we got to take a time out here. Jason Leone, head coach of Oswego State, joins us on the other side. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.